welcome back to the nullified take where we've got the tnt takes for you on the challenge all stars 3 episode 4 i've just done a whole bunch of changes to the channel we've got a new intro song i could see both chantal and drew <laughs> jamming out to it in the background i hope you guys enjoyed it as well we're leveling things up here just like this episode i think up the stakes as well because we had a really really uh heavyweight showdown between two of the best to ever do it in the challenge towards the end of this episode for me it wasn't good you know i i wasn't going to come into this thing with a smile i think that the the intro song maybe helped a little bit with lifting <laughs> my spirits but i did lose one of my two top guys here this episode so uh it was tough to watch you know it's been uh not the greatest for team chris uh so far in this season i think as it should be the OG fans of the show that have seen every single season and Chantel and Drew is definitely mopping the floor with me so far. I'm but, not mopping. Uh, I'm not doing any mopping. I think that Drew is doing some mopping here, but I, I feel like I, I don't have a mop in hand. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> Chantel, how have you been? I've been great. Obviously, this week was like some finales were happening. So, you know, we did the finale of Survivor, finale of The Circle. So I feel great that... Pretty much the only thing that I'm really talking about is the Challenge All-Stars and the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So things are great right now. I know this is the calm before the storm, but I'm happy to put all my energy into the challenge. So I'm happy. It's good times. Yeah. And I, and I forgot to mention, we're also streaming on Reality Realness, Chantel's channel with three S's. So uh, if you just so happen to come across us for the very first time and you've never watched this trio of I put in air quotation marks experts because I, I don't take myself too seriously as an expert. But if you've never come across us before and you do like what we're doing, go follow Reality Realness with three S's as well. Uh, she's got so much great content that she does for reality TV. And here's another man who probably doesn't need too many introductions when it comes to, uh, I think, the challenge out there. But you can always do with more people finding your channel out there as well, Drew. Uh, Drew from the Angel Cake Entertainment channel here on YouTube is also one of our co-host today drew how have you been uh uh fantasy draft wise i'm doing pretty well i mean i uh, drew a cake with a crown on it uh so i could keep it uh so i think i'm gonna go by king cake uh if this keeps going on the way it's been going on i mean sheesh this is crazy yeah yeah i mean you're you're, you're off to a flying start all i can say is i'm extremely happy that we did the cbs draft already because there's a good chance that you would have won and would have been able to choose who goes first. And we had to do a random draw on that one. People will see that when the official pass is released. Um, and, you know, what happened, I think, now in hindsight, is probably a good thing that we didn't wait for this season to finish before we did that. Um, but, yeah, overall, I think let's get to the start of this. There's a lot that happened this episode. One of the things I really enjoy about the challenge, and it's something we haven't spoken about too much here on All Stars 3 as of yet, is that these people actually look like they want to hang out together and have fun. And again, we see this here in the beginning of this episode. They're on their off day. They're all barbecuing, having fun, just having a good time. And I feel like it's something that we've lacked a lot in recent seasons where it's all been game body more so than people actually just wanting to have fun and hang out together. So again, we see quite a lot of people hanging out here. We do see that Naya and Jordan, they're starting to flirt still or continuing to flirt and they're getting closer and closer there was a lot of Naya and Jordan action here this episode. And Chantal, I saw you cringe a little bit there. <laughs> Tell us what you think about this. 
I mean, okay, of course, I love love and people connecting and, and finding each other, but there's just something a little bit like, I don't want to watch this. Um, I don't know why. I don't know what it is. Um, yeah, there's something that I'm just like, I, it's not a car crash I want to see. Um, maybe because I know what how like what they went through beforehand. I know they're just saying it's like nine years of pent up sexual tension and, you know, fine but maybe i don't know maybe i haven't forgiven the situation yet and maybe because they have like i just can't see it but i don't know there's something is for me icky but get it like you want to get it get it good for you <laughs> yeah when you compare it to their past seasons that they did i mean it is shocking but in the context of just all stars three they've been alluding to this since yes. like episode one when they came in together and they did that joint confessional together you could tell like there's a different vibe. There's a different aura around them. And they kind of like when she made the like, are you going to get down on your knee uh, when they were outside <laughs> together? I was like, OK, something's going to happen. Something's going to go on. And and we got it in episode four. And then it was heavily implied <laughs> in the first like five minutes. I'm surprised they were they implied it that heavy because they like 20 minutes later, they show it blur and all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm more worried for naya in this situation because i feel like she's already kind of in love with him like saying oh i'm emotionally invested in him that is dangerous territory now we don't know what goes on outside of the show and you know it looked like they already hanged out before even coming on to the show so maybe their relationship has actually evolved and matured a lot more than what we know as an audience and we're just being led into it now on tv and they're sort of you know getting us used to it but i'm a little bit worried with her saying things like that because i just feel like you know jordan is saying he wants to protect her he wants to be there for her but i, I don't know if he's emotionally invested at that level Chantel. i mean i don't know either if i even if i take into account what seemingly has been going on after the facts like isn't he having something going on with laurel right now but then i also saw him doing up naya's um her set or her sandal like at like some sort of i think it was at cyrus's party or something like that so like i don't know if they're still together or not but i think that in order for her to have forgiven him and and, and be in sort of an intimate relationship i think that a lot of that hatred that they had towards each other really did kind of turn into love and so maybe they express it differently but i do feel like it must be reciprocal in order for them to have come to the conclusion to start canoodling i'm like collusion <laughs> yes so i think it's because they had they were came from so far and now they come together like they have a really strong bond i think that he just doesn't express it in the same way and he's also yeah. gotten burned by expressing like himself, you know, like he's had these all every time he's been on the show, he's been in, in some sort of relationship and it hasn't really boded well for him in, in not in the game, but in his 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 romantic life. So maybe he wants to keep it a little bit quiet. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I um I follow Challenge Shade Room on Instagram and in their story, they were like, ask me anything. And because this episode aired, somebody asked them uh, or asked them uh is is jordan and naya dating and they said apparently not so i take their word for it because they're always like in all of the uh challenge know-how they're always searching through social media and post and always posting up like replies and random comment sections so um i guess they're they're not together at this point but it just seems like at some point they were together or they explored that part of their relationship uh, going past a friendship and maybe testing the waters and 
Um, it just seems like they're still really close. So even if it didn't work out, it seems like they are able to keep that line of friendship, even though they can't make it work romantically, maybe at this moment. Interesting. Yeah, I, I just feel like I don't know what Naya wants. I'm a little bit worried for her. But let's say hello to a bunch of our audience here, the people that are in the live stream. We always love having you here. We've got lovable Nikki. Welcome back to the stream. We've got Dolores saying that she had to uh, get out of a storm to get here on time. So we hope everything is okay over there in Melbourne, Florida. Um, and then, you know, someone that's always got my back, similar to how Brad <laughs> has voices back it's baby, baby ice, ice you know <laughs> we're primed for a comeback baby ice uh amy who is voting yes okay so for those that don't know what that means we have got a poll up on the nullify tech channel uh, i asked the question should Durrell retire and we won't go into mm. that until the end of this podcast but if you want to take part in that and you're watching the reality realness live only jump on do your vote. You can definitely continue to watch on Reality Realness, but take part in the vote so we have some numbers there at the end. Um, quite a lot of other people here as well. We see Chris in the live. We've got um, Arson. I believe first time I've seen Arson here. Hi, guys. Happy to see you all. Uh, welcome to the live stream as well. And Les is also there. And if I did forget you, I do apologize. We do appreciate every single person that's here in the live with us today as we talk about this episode. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the whole thing that happened. I mentioned Brad here. Brad and MJ had a little bit of a conversation in the previous round. MJ wanted to influence Brad and where he wanted to vote. Brad wasn't going to be influenced. He's playing his own game this season. And it comes down to him having to decide who he's going to sabotage. And obviously, it looks like MJ is someone that is not making a lot of friends at the moment. What are you thinking about MJ's gameplay here so early on? And why is it that Janae seems to be getting away with a lot more than MJ? MJ is just the prime target, it looks like, at the moment. But Janae's kind of... It doesn't look like she's a target, even though she won last season. Well, I think with MJ, he's not really friends with any of these people. Like, I think everybody else has stronger connections, stronger bonds, more seasons that they've done with other people, less time apart. You know, we know that Wes says that he, Nehemiah he was, was in his wedding and same with Brad. And so, like, that's a very major connection that MJ doesn't have. So he's not going to throw... Well, Brad might have thrown Wesson, but he's not going to intentionally throw Wes or, or Nehemiah in, in that kind of situation. So that because he doesn't really know that many people. And like he said, he was already put up there. So it makes it very easy for them not to rock the boat with anybody else and just throw MJ up there again. He's already mad about it. We're not that close of a friend with him. We don't want to make somebody else mad or somebody that we are better friends with mad. So who cares about MJ? We don't care to lose him. He's not in our favor that much. He's not voting with us. Like it, I think he's expendable. So I think that's probably one of the main reasons. Yeah, and on to your point, I, he hasn't done a ton of challenge seasons. I think the last time we saw him was before All Stars Two was the Duel Two, if I remember correctly. And I think he was on season fifteen, and I know he was on season uh, eleven, which was Gauntlet Two. Um, that's that's all I can really remember of him, and I don't think he made that big of an impact on those seasons. So coming into All Stars Two, he like latched on to John A, who had a much better social game. Uh, and then coming into this season, he just seems he just seems like he's feeling himself. He seems like he's very like petty and emotional when it comes to like people sabotaging him and he takes it super personally. It's like, dude, it's a game like you just got sabotaged. And now you're telling some dude that his vote doesn't matter. Like, I'm going to get my way with or without you, basically. Like, it's going to happen 
if you want to throw your vote on somebody else or not. So to me, I can see where Brad was like getting rubbed the wrong way, where he's like, I got into power. What? Who are you telling me that my vote doesn't matter? And I think that it's interesting with John A is that we haven't we don't know how big of a target is on her back because she's only been vulnerable once. And that was in episode one. And, and she got seventh place every time else she's been able to get into the authority, whether it was by third place That's or second true. place. She hasn't really won uh, yeah. the first place, but she's been in the authority the past three, the three times. So, I mean, it's really difficult to understand until she is uh, vulnerable and mm-hmm. possibly could be voted into the elimination. And we get to see where rubber meets the road and just see how good her social game is. Now, I did want to talk a little bit about, and I agree with everything you said there, Drew. Um, I wanted to shift it around a little bit and talk about the whole Kellyanne, Kendall, and the treehouse, or like Kellyanne likes to call them the witch house, uh, which <laughs> definitely gave me a little bit of a chuckle. Uh, I feel like we're being set up here for a storyline with Kellyanne potentially going in quite a lot or throwing them in and taking out a lot of these people in the treehouse. I feel like she is going to be the person that a lot of people, if you're not pro treehouse, aka witch house, you're probably going to be shouting for Kellyanne here for the rest of the season. And even in this episode, there do, there does come a point in time where Veronica has to decide, do I throw Kellyanne in early against someone like Beth? Potentially she could get voted out or she could come back and target me in this game. Do you guys think that Kellyanne is, for me, it feels like she's being set up for a big storyline here. I've got a feeling she's going to, because she's capable. And I feel like she's going to take a few of these girls out that are feeling that they're very safe within that alliance right now. Well, I think that once now that Kendall's gone, I feel like Kellyanne has the opportunity now to kind of reassess her position in the game. Like she already knows who her enemy is on the the women's side. Like she can go back with her ex-boyfriend, Wes, and what he has going on because Wes is looking for numbers now. Wes is looking for people to help him with the treehouse and all the people that are adjacent to the treehouse. So I think that without having Kendall there, she can kind of move in and maybe get a little bit more protected by Wes and Wes and her both are two people that could easily win some of these sabotages and maybe he'll help her out and sabotage some of these women um, to, so they won't have as much power. So we could see since like they are able to sabotage both sexes that maybe that is might be what happens in the future. And I do think it is going to be a rise of Kellyanne because she, it's like her against everybody else at this point. And maybe Beth is going to come and work with her now, but who knows what's going to happen with Beth, right? Like, can you rely on Beth as somebody to be part of your team in your in your in your game? No, definitely not. Definitely not. I I want to throw this out there, and I don't want to like go too far, but it's like I think it's setting up for Kellyanne and Naya because oh, we hear at her. the bar scene where mm-hmm. Naya's like, "Look, everybody can see the treehouse. We can see who's in the treehouse. Mm-hmm. They're not making it like unknown." that they are an entity to be feared in this game. Uh, If we could just like, maybe like get a house meeting of the players that aren't in the treehouse, maybe we can actually start like making it farther into the game and not get picked off one by one. And you know, who's going to jump right into that boat and grab an ax to chop down the treehouse or grab the the pitchfork to take out the witch hunt and get the witch, (laughs) the witch hunts is going to be Kellyanne. She's going to jump over to Naya and be like, yeah, I'll Mm. be your number one. I'll be your ride or die because I don't have Kendall here and I can play whatever game I want without worrying about my friend getting a giant target on her back. So that's Mm. a huge team up. 
And then you had, uh, this is just me spitballing, but Brad was in the authority and he heard mm -hmm. everything that everybody said. And you heard uh, Kayla say, uh, I can't trust Wes. You have Veronica saying, I can't, I don't, I, there's two people I don't want to win this game. And it's, it's yes. Wes and Jordan. And you know what? That's just reeling in. That's just ammo for it to be like, hey, did you know what I heard up in the authority? Uh, oh, yeah the Treehouse Alliance doesn't want you guys to win. And then it's like, well, let's team up and let's take some of these uh, players out kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And just knowing how the divide is with yes, with the Treehouse, uh, Jordan and Wes going to be working together on the other side with Nia and Kellyanne. Like that's explosive. Like we want to see that because yes, last please. season was fun because there was two warring alliances. One was built out of survival and need for one. And then the other one was just trying to bulldoze the rest of the house to get their way to the end of the game. And we don't want to see this giant treehouse alliance just steamrolling everybody. We want to see two factions of the house having this giant war. And uh, the end. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think you summarized that extremely well. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. And but where do people. I was going to say, where does Beth fit into your, your warring factions? I don't think she fits okay. in anywhere. I mean, we're going to go into Beth right now in any case. Like, I mean, she's the person who comes in. I think it's one of the worst kept secrets. Uh, a few of us speculated it's probably going to be Beth. Uh, I think a few people knew if you, you know, like us, we normally follow the preseason rumored casts and then we stop watching anything spoiler wise because we don't want to know more than that it doesn't make podcasting I did know fun that Beth was coming though mm -hmm. but we knew that beth was like i didn't know she was going to get replaced 100 but i knew she was in the mix so it just made sense that she would be one of the people that were on standby that was going to come in and she comes into this game and she is like oil to water for a lot of these people she just does not fit in anywhere she's trying to get allies make friends she gets a little bit off um i guess a relationship going with kendall because they both relate the fact that they're ogs they're playing with a bunch of new school players um th there's some common ground there but i i really am fearful for her because even someone like nehemiah once again who she you know is very close to her tenderoni even he is saying like i love beth as a girl she's a sweet girl but she is trouble. I cannot latch myself onto her. So I am extremely fearful for Beth here. She's going to have to mix things up. And I think someone here in the, the live stream said that they can't wait for the drama between Beth and Janae next episode. And I think that's what Beth's got to do. She's got to be the drama because I don't think she's long for this game. So she's really got to make an impact while she is there. But I have to say one thing about the fact that Nehemiah, okay, he doesn't want to be around Wes because, you know, people are always coming for Wes. He doesn't want to be associated with Wes. And, he, you know, people don't particularly jive well with Beth. Like, he's are, these are still allies of yours that you could be pulling yeah. in together to be protected and so that you're not off by yourself. And so, like, I get it, like, I, like why the reasons why, but I don't know if at this point it's worth it to, like, stay away from your numbers when you're just kind of, like, a lone man and like ready to be shot at like you, you kind of need a little bit of protection and so i think that it's getting too deep into the game for him to decide that no i do not want to 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 use my two relationships with people that are still in this game to my advantage instead i want it to look like i'm not aligned with them i think it's too late it's halfway through yeah, can I just add to that? I think what Nehemiah is saying is that he knows Beth will never vote against him. He knows Wes is not going to come against him easily. I think he's probably Wes's number one there. I don't know exactly. I mean, if you officiated Wes's wedding, you're pretty close to Wes, right? So uh, I feel like Wes is not coming for him. So I feel like what he is saying is that I don't need to put in the work with those guys on a daily basis and be close to them. But there are other people in the game that I need to make sure that they don't want to target me and I have to be close to them. So I'm distancing myself. And I might be giving Nehemiah too much credit here, but yeah. I'm distancing 
distancing myself from people that I know is not going to turn their backs on me to make sure that other people who I'm not as close with, I have to put a bit more work into that. Does that make sense, Drew? Or do you think that, like, Chantel clearly thinks I'm giving Nehemiah too much credit. But, I mean, Nehemiah has made... He's never been strategic. But he made the final last season being very strategic. You know, no, like, last season he was... No, he made it because he had connections with people that they were working together. He, built, decided... he built that alliance. He built that alliance. For the first time, he decided to work with people. And so he's going against with what worked for him... <laughs> last season he's like no i don't want anybody to know that i have an alliance with people when everybody knowing that he was in the palace like it kept them together it made them work together it made them be stronger so i hear what you're saying but i don't know mm. if uh strategically if that's the best thing for him to do so i can see where you're coming from chris and maybe that's Drew what the mediator <laughs> i think that's what he possibly could have meant but what he made it sound like he was like, I don't want to talk to Wes so much in the game or in the house because then it puts a target on our back and it looks like we're scheming. We look like we're as thick as thieves. But to me on that note, it's like people would already assume you're working together. I mean, they know you're, you're probably friends outside the house that you've been on the same real world season. Like it's no, like it's no, like it's no like surprise to anybody if you guys were working together. So I, to me, the the whole game is you need numbers you need friends and why wouldn't you come as a package deal be like hey if you get me on your side you'll get brad and you'll get Wes. like that's three of us we can help each other out we can go far into this game kind of thing instead of just being like oh yeah i talked to Wes a little bit kind of thing but uh but i can see where he's like maybe saying i don't need to put in the work with Wes, so i'll go talk up jordan or yes or somebody else we don't know. I mean, this is the thing. I loved Nehemiah last season. And what my fear was coming in with Wes on the season was he was going to revert back to his old self. And that's exactly what it looks like he did. Or at least the edit is showing that. Maybe he's being more strategic off camera and he doesn't have a big storyline. But right now it just looks like he's kind of in the shadows, kind of waiting out, not in any of the drama. And playing the same game as Darrell. And look what happened to Darrell. And, right? and Derek too well derek has a tree yeah, he's in the treehouse at, at least yeah at least but yeah jelly donuts here says beth is messy messy icon if only tina was still in this paramount really tried um and well we still saw a bit of messiness here with someone that's close to tina veronica and beth having a bit of a conversation here. There was a lot of beef that happened between them in the past. And as the newer school fan here that didn't see a lot of these old school seasons, I saw one or two of Beth's seasons, but I feel like that was towards the end of this whole thing where she was always the outcast with all of those seasons. And I, I never fully understood what it is that she did that was so wrong. I really need this to be explained to me because I'm sure there's a few other people that are watching the All-Stars now that have gotten into the challenge at later stages that don't know the history here. And I don't necessarily think that the show explained it that well in the short period of time that they had it was just a bunch of you tried to be a camera hog or you try to get attention and then the other one saying yeah but you actually did it as well and you try to have a threesome and and it just looks like these two people these personalities will never jive out there uh chantelle can you give me a bit of a better understanding as to who's actually in the right and who's actually in the wrong or do they both have both, a case both wrong i mean they're both in the wrong like they can tell when they both were like we're just we're gonna be friends right and they're just like both like no i still hate you i think it's the case um 
when Beth was entering on like on the the challenge, she was 30 and they were all like in their early 20s. And so I think it was just the case that she was the older person. She wasn't able to fit in and it was just kind of clicky and mean girly. And it was she was an easy person to to target, but she also wouldn't back down. So she would put herself into these kind of situations that was a little pot stirring and it would piss all these other people off. And it was a big click that they're pissing off. And then they would all just kind of retaliate against Beth but she would take it and then she would do it again I think it was just back and forth but I I think the main thing was that the age different difference from the very beginning she was always about a decade over older than everybody on that show and at that age in your early 20s it's definitely and back then as well a lot more clicky a lot more like what are your fears of people I don't like you like it was pretty bad with those group of girls back then and so I think that she just never got rid of that whole stigma just because of the age difference and then they didn't really grow up and grow out of it so that's my thought but Drew might have a different idea well the one thing that always sticks out to me with Beth was in Inferno 2 when Tanya told her that she was hanging that Tanya was hanging out with Mark outside the show and they hung out and they uh, seemingly like hooked up. And then she told Beth not to tell anybody. But of course, Beth went over and told like Veronica and um, and Robin, who was supposedly seeing Mark at that time Mm -hmm. about everything that was going on. And that's when Tanya like I only told one person. And now Beth like kind of stirred the pot for no reason and kind of and everybody everybody was already making fun of Tanya at that time. So that was just more piling on because everybody was liking Robin, Veronica, Rachel, and Tina had Robin's back. So in that instance, it was like, okay, we can, we can rag on Tina, uh, Tanya for this. And then, oh, we can also rag on Beth. And then we can make Tanya go after Beth and have this fight of the girls we don't like. And so it was just like one of those things where it's like Beth, could have had a friend in that instance, but kind of just decided to, I'm just going to say the rumor that I had. So it's, that's kind of like the chaotic mess that Beth always brought and everything else that Chantel was saying. But that was just an example that I, always sticks out to me. And then Tanya, of course, takes Beth's clothes and just throws it all over the pool. The pool. <laughs> and Chlorine just absolutely destroyed all of her clothes and stuff. So, yeah. W here disagreeing with me about Nehemiah starting that alliance saying Tech needs more credit for him. Well, Tech definitely, if I had to look at it, Nehemiah was the general manager of that. And Tech was the social media marketing manager, you know, with his song attracting more people. Like, I mean, I wanted to be part of the palace after he brought out the song. So I felt like he did a really good marketing sales job of that. Um, and then there's quite a lot of people in the in the live stream here that seem to be team Beth um, as well. And, and they really enjoy Beth on the show. So uh, that's quite interesting to see i I don't have a race in in the horse in the race i should say so uh, i'm more than happy to see it play out but i feel like beth is coming into the season very late which is normally a disadvantage for anyone coming into a season late. we've seen that in other seasons as well plus she does not look like she's got a lot of friends and and i'm a little bit worried about there or friends that are willing to put their neck on the line for her in this game and that's going to be scary for her for the rest of the season i want to move towards the daily and we get a little bit of a scene here before the daily starts where mark gives Darrell a hard time about the fact that he's afraid of heights and Darrell talks about the fact that every season they just seem to up the ante now this daily isn't anything new compared yeah. to what we've seen in the past. We've seen similar types of dailies in the past, but I don't know if we've seen Darrell up on this height 
or this level of hype before in previous seasons. You guys might have a better memory than me with this. I know that most of the time when he's done heights, it's been over water and it just seemed to be a little bit lower than being up on a high rise like this one. Darrell had a hard time here and he pulled out and I'm wondering how much of it was fear and how much of it was I want to get one of those stars. Either way, I feel like if you go for the stars, I probably look down on it a little bit more than if you're legitimately afraid of heights. That makes sense that standing up on a high rise is probably not the easiest thing to do. What was your thoughts of this daily Darrell's performance overall? Obviously, he wasn't the only one that completely sat out of it, but Darrell is someone that we expect more from as a four times champion. Yeah, it was really disappointing. Um, I thought it was uh, great that he was like, maybe I need to see a hypnotist. So like, I'm like, I'm certified, so I'll hypnotize you and get you over your fear of heights. I don't know if his wife would be too happy with you hypnotizing him, Chantel. Why? To, to get over his fear of heights? That's I'm great. just joking, but, but hypnotizing, you know, someone else's man, you know, that sounds a little bit dodgy. I'm just going to say it's also clinical. And like, I have, I have certification and I do abide by all the rules of being a, a hypnotherapist. So it wouldn't have been out of line anyways. But my point is, is that um, I think that what kind of happening is happening with Darrell is that he's getting older. And as you get older, that whole fearless energy, like it, it disappears. Like when you have children, you know, that you want to stay alive and live for your children when you're younger you many people will just do anything and then now you get older like maybe i'll second guess that idea and so i think that that's coming into play with the fact that he was always afraid of heights but i think it's just getting worse and worse as he gets older once you realize that life is 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 it's going to end one day and so i think that that's what's going on with Darrell. it's really disappointing because it doesn't didn't even seem like that hard of a challenge everybody that was struggling with it i was like I, a pretty big eye roll because i thought it was a the math was i grade two grade three math a b just walk along the damn plank and do the numbers like it's just it didn't seem like that big of a deal obviously i wasn't there i'm also not afraid of heights but I don't know. I was just disappointed that people didn't do better. Yeah, I was, Durrell, especially Darrell. I was not a fan of this uh, daily challenge. I thought it was pretty lackluster. This is like our third puzzle of the season so far. Not saying that everything needs to be physical, but this one was this one was just all right. Uh, the math was basic, but I mean, there was multiple answers to the to the problem to get to where you need to be. But it still wasn't that fun. It, I. I also don't like the idea of like the sabotaging, like not in this way, because I like I like challenges where I know somebody gets first, second, third, like the episode one. I really liked when you knew exactly where everybody landed. And just because you got the puzzle first and you get to stand there and say, uh, I want yes to uh, dive first and then let Derek go next. It's like, OK, well, how does that play into the actual perspective of the game and where everybody like it would have made more sense to me if like the first person gets it, they win. The second person is fighting for their life to not be dropped slash possibly going into an elimination that way. But I understand where they want to get people to start like calling each other out, calling each other uh, to go into the elimination. So I wasn't a huge fan of that. Um, to me, I am like very afraid of heights. I never go on roller coasters or anything. I kind of have a, same, a similar story. Uh, so about a month ago, no, not a month ago. A couple of weeks ago, I, I go to see a comedian and I get one of the nosebleed seats, of course, because I'm I, I need <laughs> I, I need to save money. So I get the nosebleed seats. I get the one where it's like a right on the balcony. And I'm telling you, I'm afraid of heights, but I've never 
been that frayed before because I went there and my palms were sweating so hard. I kept on like looking back at people thinking like, I don't know why, but I was like, is somebody going to like come over and just like throw me over? Like I did, had no idea what was going Like I was so <laughs> freaked out, but luckily by the time the show started, I was feeling better, but I've never felt it that way. Like I've never felt like that, that, that much fear. So I can understand where Darrell is coming from. Like it can just hit you like harder than than uh it has in the past because we've seen Darrell be like I'm nervous but he'll always be gung-ho go in there and almost win a challenge even though it's on high heights kind of thing but mm. there's something about Darrell and I said it in my tiny table talk there's something about Darrell this season that just seemed off like he didn't seem like he was himself mentally I think somebody said it was six weeks that was the ending to all-stars two, the the beginning of all-stars three and I just don't think it was enough time for him after he did two all-star seasons going all the way doing both finals and losing both of them. I just think that mentally it just, he wasn't there for this competition or this level of competition in this game. I, he can say that he was throwing daily challenges. So he didn't have to go into the authority. He can say that I, I really want a star and that's why I'm cool with going into the eliminations. I just don't buy it. I just think it's, he just was kind of, he was just not mentally there. I think. Yeah, would you still have been scared um, at the balcony if you had a harness on? I'm just curious, like legitimately asking. Uh, I don't know. I never even thought of a harness. I think the harness <laughs> for people that are truly afraid of heights, they they immediately, similar to how you thought, I mean, it was an irrational, well, I don't know. I mean, things in America sometimes do get pretty crazy. We had sad news this week, but, you know, obviously, you know, I would imagine, and this is maybe me being naive living in a country like New Zealand that is pretty safe in general, like thinking someone's going to run up to you and throw you over a balcony can be an irrational thought. Maybe not, but, you is, know. I think so. I, I'm yeah. not going to lie. I, I left there going like, why would I think that? Like, why would I do yeah. that? Why Why are you the <laughs> yeah, important enough person that someone's going to run up to you and yeah, throw exactly. you over a over a balcony? But I think with, if you've got afraid of, if you've got a fear of heights, you probably irrationally would think that they won't. Like my thought would be, I've always said, like for instance, the Amazing Race, they do bungee jumps and stuff. I'd, I've got a real fear of, like I don't have a, a, I'm not afraid of heights. So I think I would have been okay with this challenge. I just don't like the idea of going down head first. There's something that freaks mm. me out about the fact that I'm diving down head first. And I just, that's why I would never want to do bungee jumping. But then again, I know that if I'm doing a show such as the amazing race, I do it for the a challenge. Million, 100%. Yeah. It's for a million dollars. This is a production. I'm sure they're taking extra safety precautions because of the fact that they don't, I mean, this, can you imagine the bad rep on a, a production company of something like, this happens where the the harness doesn't work like it could completely shut a production down it could be the end of the show so i do think that they go through extra safety precautions but i do want to get back to what you said about Darrell, which is interesting because you mentioned all-stars one all-stars two and three that he's gone back to back but he's actually been going back to back since 37 because he went deep in 37 as well and i don't know what the time was in between seasons but he's almost just been season 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 this is like his fourth season in a row and Darrell did take a massive break before coming back so i don't know if he's got that level of stamina and does this put people in a different brackets such as ct who's been able to come and 
perform back to back and have that mental strength to be able to do it and to be in it or bananas when he was on his long stretch for instance um i, I think we've spoken about this a few times on this podcast I am a firm believer that after a certain amount of seasons, there has to be a stand down period. There has to be, okay, you're maximum going to do five seasons in a row or whatever that number is. I'm just putting five out there. Now for mental, you need a mental break for two seasons and we're not bringing you back for those two seasons. But sadly, I think that it's all about money. Having Darrell on the show, Darrell is an OG that I think unanimously is loved by the community. People love seeing Darrell come back. They're more thinking about that than his own mental well-being being out there and doing these seasons one after the other. And he does have, like Chantel said, a family at home now. He's got a wife, you know, he's probably a, a, like from what my understanding, a big family person and he's been gone for a long time. So I do think he needs a break. Um, I asked the question in the beginning of the podcast and that poll is still running until the end here. Should he retire? 20% um, of people so far have voted yes. And then 80% of people have said no. So he's loved. People want him to come back. They believe he's got another win in him. So I'm hoping I that this is not the way he goes out. My issue with Darrell is like, yeah, you can be afraid of heights. Okay, fine. And, you know, this season it wasn't a good showing. On the swings, he decided not to compete in the swing thing. And, like, he'll deal with, like, going in. Like, this one, he's going to – he also doesn't want to participate. He, he'll deal with going in, which is all fine. Do what, do what you want. We were really mean with, with Tina when she yes. decided that she was going to let someone else win. And I don't feel like anybody's giving Darrell the same amount of heat for that. But I understand it's a fear, so it's a little bit different. But Katie, we're also like, we never want to see Katie again. She has that kind of fear as well. Um, but I think what I'm bothered by with Darrell, I, I could deal with his with his fear of heights, but he hasn't changed his game up. And that's what that's is bothering fair. me. It's like he's real. He was playing and was a double agents, and he almost gets to the final. And then he comes on to All Stars, he gets to the final and he loses. Then he comes to the next season, gets to the final and loses again, which is great. He knows how to get to the end. In this new era, he hasn't figured out how to win. And that is by putting yourself with people that A, that you can beat, but B, that want to keep you in the game. And so I don't think that he's figured out the recipe and the formula for him to actually succeed in the challenge. And it doesn't seem like he's putting in the work on putting himself in a better position to do better. Because it, it just, I think that he hasn't switched up his game and he needs to if he wants to win either any of the seasons like the main frame um, the main challenge or all stars he needs to change it up he yeah, can't just coast to the end it's just it's not working i was gonna say there's that saying that says that when hard work shows up and outworks talent hard work always wins and that's the thing darrell's got raw talent but the game has evolved from where it was 10, 15 years ago to now, people are actually taking this serious to the point where this has become a career for some of these people that are training to win this game. Uh, Drew, you look like you wanted to say something on Chantal's observations there as well. Well, I think there is something to Darrell's game that needs to be tweaked, but I want to come to his defense a little bit and say that like, there's always like these little things that happen that could be like he could have helped himself on the ruins, right? Like he could have really, well, everybody could have helped Darrell. I mean, all the oh, champ guys punched, could have really so he punched Brad. Yeah. He could have, he could have, he, he could have held his own, but Brad was being belligerent. The other guys, especially Derek, who is like Darrell and him are like best buds. He could have pulled Brad out of there or said, uh, Darrell, let's move out of the, out of the room. But they decided that they were going to do that. So if anything, Darrell would have been a five-time champ at that point because there was no stopping him. He was going to get all the way to the end. Like he was on a, he was a wrecking crew 
on that uh, season. And he had the most money by far of everybody because he kept going into the eliminations and winning. Now, I will say that he came in second, very close in All-Stars 1. Who would have saw, yes, being the the great challenger and endurance person that he was, uh, if yeah. not for that, that big old climb at the end. But coming into All-Stars Season 2, I mean, I would say Darrell and Janelle had that one. At that last part, they would have had it if they would have had the fourth step, in my opinion. I think that that they, they could have really had that. Um, I think there was a lot of shenanigans. Why isn't he the favorite? I was then. throwing that one. Maybe that's the question. Well, I will. And to to Chris's point, I don't think we need to put limits on people because if you're the uh, production team and you're like Darrell, we really like you then that invitation is always going to be open to him. I think that it's, it's then on him to be like, maybe I do need a break. Maybe I do need to sit this one out. Cause I really do think that. Can I, can I just jump in? Can I just jump in with that? That's really dangerous when it comes to mental health, because people, mm. when they go through mental problems, don't know that they're going through the problem to them. They feel like what's happening to them and what they're experiencing is normal. So I feel like I hear what you're saying, but I feel like there has to be a psychiatrist that they have full-time on board that check them out between seasons that makes the fun. And I'm sure they have this in place. To, I'm sure right. I'm sure they have it in place. And maybe he got checked by the psychiatrist and they said he's fine, but maybe they missed it. I don't know. I don't know if it's a mental health issue or maybe like a wool issue, but like you guys said, something, something was off this season. And I think a few people have mentioned here that all three seasons were shot in 2021 or filmed in 2021. That's that's a lot because the whole reason that a lot of these all-stars started doing these seasons were because they thought that they could go there and it wouldn't take as much of the, an effort for them to get out of their day-to-day life. But now if you do three seasons, doesn't that accumulate to basically the same effort as doing a normal season? And also then you've got three times you've got to travel internationally and be away and it's more sporadic. It's almost better to do one long stint and then be more scheduled around your family and being able to spend time with them opposed to being in and out the whole time, if that makes sense. So I feel like there's something there. Um, but I also agree with what Chantel says, like Darrell needs to look at this and he needs to change some things up because it's not working for him. He's had four seasons now since he's come back. If you take the main season as well, where he hasn't been able to win, he's gotten to a few finals. The one thing I will say in his defense though, is that he was willing and, and I respect this. He was willing to take a shot probably at the biggest threat in the game and go up against Jordan because Jordan, a lot of people know Jordan and Darrell, both of them would be, would be difficult to beat in the finale. Wes, needed someone else to go after Jordan because I've got a feeling Wes and Jordan have got some sort of an agreement coming into the season that they're not gunning for each other. We've seen them talk in between at party scenes. Jordan has made some suspicious moves, not targeting Wes immediately. It's one of the people he kind of knows. I feel like there's something going on there where he's like, I need my hands to be clean because I don't want Jordan to be coming back at me. But Darrell had the balls to step up and say, I can't beat Jordan in a final, so let me try and take him out in an elimination because he didn't want to run against him in the also- final say that about yes and like i think that in more situations he would be able to be yes and but he couldn't be yes in a final either so i i'm just wondering why he decided to choose jordan so like if he didn't do well he would be like well i went up against the best and like you know like go out with his head hung high um held high or like i think that he should have gone with yes and and i think he would have had a way better chance of beating him in this particular elimination so i don't understand like why if it's if the 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 qualifier is the fact that he can't beat them in a final 
Well, you know for a fact that you cannot beat yes in a final. So why don't you take yes out? And there's a lot of people that would be very happy for you to take yes out. It also would dismantle a little bit of the treehouse. And you would have, like, you're not necessarily working with Wes, but at least you'd have Wes on your side here. And so I think that it was just like a miscalculation on what was better for his game. Unless he was checked out and he wanted to go out and maybe he just didn't want to be there. Like that's a very big possibility as well. Not saying that he feigned his injury, but maybe he put himself in a position where he would be able to lose with honor. Yeah. Well, I think we have to take a look at who's in the authority and if he could get yes in there and what would that have been? Well, let's, so I would, I just want to throw this out there. I was able to speak to Yes yesterday on a podcast. Oh, did you speak challenge. with um? Did you speak with uh, Josh? Yes. So I was, I was on going their podcast to. I could do it. Oh, that's <laughs> that would have been fun. Uh, it would have been awesome. Well, plug it here. Plug it here. Where can people go and um, I, check that interview? Well, you, out? You, you tell them. I don't know what his. He didn't give me the link, obviously, because I didn't do it. But I did talk to Josh about that. <laughs> fun. It was a uh, the Challenge Fanatics uh, podcast on Spotify and iTunes and on Google Podcasts. Um, so uh, yeah, yes, was talking about how when he was uh, getting when TJ said get into teams of three he said i just want to get people that i can trust 100 percent." so that's why he went went into a heat with mark and Derek. so mark who wins in the heat can trust yes 100 percent. we know veronica and kayla are in the treehouse and yes would be an affiliate of theirs so they don't want to lose that number that's already three john a when yes's name was already brought up when wes was trying to get yes to be put in there john a shut that down so I think that Wes and uh, Yes and John A have something like a good understanding with each other, or at least a good situation with each other. And then MJ is going to do whatever John A says. So that's five. That's five people that would probably not say Yes's name in that situation. Also, Mark essentially came up to Darrell and was like, "All right, you get to pick who you want to go up against, either Wes or Jordan." And it's like, "Thanks, that's my two options. Uh, it's going to be a hard freaking elimination, dude." Like. Thanks. I'm going to need some aspirin after this. Like, what kind of options are that? Thanks for having my back, dude. Yeah, it's it's, it's interesting because I also feel like, you know, you bring that up. I was going to say, I feel like Mark influenced Darrell a lot in this episode to go up against Jordan as well. Because Mark was always going to make that move. And that conversation he had with Darrell as well, before they actually even had to choose someone to go down there, I think kind of set it up for Darrell where he had to make peace with the fact, okay, well, I'm going to go against Jordan. Now let me talk to the camera and let the camera know why it's a good thing I'm taking him on now rather than Mm. taking him on in the finale. I don't think Darrell really had much of a say of who he was going to go against in this elimination. Um, But one of the things I will say as well is, if you're Darrell, you would much rather be taken out by someone like Jordan than Yes. And I don't want to, you know, again, uh, throw too much shade at Yes, because Yes is a champion, and that should be respected. He's a two-time champion, right? Um, if I'm correct, he did win one of his first seasons as well. So so he's not a bad player, and I think he is definitely very threatening going into a finale. But I think Jordan has proven himself to be exceptional at eliminations. And again, this episode winning an elimination that no one would have thought he was going to win going into it. Since we're talking so much about the Jordan Durrell thing, I think we might as well just talk about the elimination that they went in against each other as well. And 
they were both in steel barrels. They had to push against each other. And I was similar to Mark. I thought immediately, listen, this is going to favor whoever is the heaviest. The person who's got the most body weight should be able to get this done. But one of the things that Jordan is exceptional at is finding ways to maneuver his body to still do good when he shouldn't be doing good. Like if you look at Kendall, when she went up against um, Beth in the same elimination, Kendall's body position just wasn't good. She was quite low where Jordan went all the way in the middle. It was kind of like, you know, um, he was in the center of this barrel, putting himself in as like a stop. And I don't know how to explain it, but it was just, it was the way he moves his body and figures out how to make an elimination work for him. And it was so close. I mean, he almost lost off the bat. Darrell was right there, and he found a way to stop that momentum. It is admirable. Um, I think Jordan is one of the best when it comes to eliminations. The fact that he has won this elimination against someone I think he shouldn't have won, and some of the past eliminations he's won with one hand, it's insane to see this guy operate. What did you guys think of this elimination between both of these guys? I know we've spoken a lot about Darrell, but Jordan himself, what is your thoughts in regards to how he did here? I was I was really hoping that Jordan was gonna lose so that you'd lose your first guy pick. <laughs> oh, so salty, so I salty. Really, it really was. I was like, it was bad. Yeah, for I, have, I love both Jordan and Darrell. I love no, both of course, Jordan and Darrell. So I, 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 I have bad Jordan regardless. on my other draft. So like, I was like, okay, well, I want to keep my other draft strong. So I, I didn't fully root for that, but that was my first thought. I was like, oh my god, is he gonna lose his first pick? Um, but that didn't happen. I, obviously, Jeez. like I know that that Jordan is really great at these things, and I just don't understand like i don't think it was a great elimination challenge for the first like on the first part or whatever because like we always talk about body weight and people being like matched up evenly and like making it fair in that regard and so i don't really like when it's unbalanced because of weight or height where it's like completely disfavor or unfavors one particular person versus another so i didn't particularly like that but i didn't mind it with the best side of things so i actually wanted best to come back over kendall but we'll talk about that probably in a second i just don't understand though why Darrell just couldn't have just gone like boom and just like all he just needs to do is just like one more rotation and he would have won i mean i don't know what it was like i know that he was out there for almost an hour i get that but like i just I just don't know why it didn't work for Darrell in this situation. I don't know. Yeah, I think this is where the editing kind of like failed it a little bit because it just felt like he got there and it, it didn't really show his whole journey of getting to the where he was like, uh, yes, said he was like only six inches away from winning yeah, that right there. at the end. And it's yeah, like, close. it's like I wanted to see it at one point. It just showed him sitting in in the tube for a while. And I was like, there has to be other footage of him trying and not being able to move it. And then him sitting there, but for what the edit showed, it looked like he was just sitting there. And it's like, you're sitting there looking at the TV going, just do something, move. You're right there. Just do it. Like, hurry up. But like, even think, like the Letarian play where he like tried to go yeah. in the opposite direction, like that would probably be something that could have worked to his favor if he can use that momentum to like get Jordan off of, you know, off kilter. And then he could just like roll it over six inches. Sorry, I cut you off. No, no, no. That's exactly what I was kind of thinking. It was like, it feels like he was doing stuff. It just the edit wasn't showing it. And I think that's what was frustrating to me watching it as an audience member going like, Darrell, what are you doing? the edit is showing you it seems like you haven't done anything in the hour or the 40 the the 35 minutes that it went from 15 to 54 like what did you do i don't think you did anything what what you just been sitting here kind of thing i wanted to see more i would like to have seen like him actually like 
try to move it and then it kind of just like wobbles there yeah, a little something. bit like i want to see more of that showing that he was trying because after a while it just seemed like he was just sitting there and then he just gets out and lays it's down it's an interesting point because it feels like when mark and latarian went up against each other they showed a lot more of that struggle even that mm -hmm. latarian was trying to fight back or change his strategy and, and what he was doing out there and we didn't see that for this elimination um baby icia says that jordan can still be on the main show if he wanted to and he could still win jordan's definitely a top five male on the challenge and i personally i'm very high on jordan i think i made that case funny enough now that i think about it when we spoke about the top 100 list i made a case that jordan and Darrell should be swapped around in that specific chat that we had and i said that i actually feel like jordan pound for pound is more lethal than Darrell, even though he's won more challenges. You know, if you look at Jordan and finals, if you look at him in eliminations, I think he's slightly statistically ahead of him. Uh, he's but also when it comes got to who we... 10 years on him. Like Darrell's 43 or turning 43. And so yeah. that's a, that it's, it's facts, right? Like, mm. it's like, why are we comparing two people that are not even in the same decade of their life and, you yeah. know, damage their body? Just like living, you know, it's, it takes a lot of toll on the body. And so, I mean, That's yes, fair. Jordan is great. Yes, he figured out a way to get Darrell to expel all of his energy in holding that position for almost an hour in, in so far as that he got a leg cramp that he had to lose the challenge. But he also has 10 years of youth on his side and so it's like can i really be that excited about it like not so much because i don't think that they were evenly matched if we're talking about age at least and and this is you're making the case for why i i've never been excited for mark's plan of bringing the ogs against the the main show people yeah. like that he's wanted to do i just don't think it's going to be exciting i think that a lot of the favorites that people have they're all school legends are going to get shown up by the younger cast members who are a different breed right now. A lot of them are super athletic. They're bringing in athletes and things like that. I don't know like how they would go. I mean, this is a great example of a newer school player taking on an older school player and, and beating them at it. And again, it's like you've said before, maybe there is an age bracket for who we see on these all-star seasons or, well, it's not the problem that they made is that it's not the challenge OGs, it's the challenge all stars, which really means that anybody that is an all star by their definition can come back and play the show. But we're not going to solve that today. One of the things I wanted to mention is Jordan, after winning, you know, give respect. I always say, you know, you can tell a lot about a man and how they mm -hmm. celebrate after they win. And he didn't go and celebrate too much. He didn't like, you know, his immediate concern was running over to Darrell to check on him and make sure he's okay. So clearly there's a lot of, a lot of love and respect. He was, you know, crap talking him throughout it, but that I understand that as a sports person, I used to do a lot of that myself. Like that's just part of being competitive, <laughs> but you know, and I think we do that sometimes even in here, you know, we have fun jibes at each other, but you know, I really respect that. And I think that shows the growth of Jordan as a person. And that is, I think, his whole thing this season is to prove that he has grown as a person. So that was good to see. I don't know if you guys had any thoughts on that and the way that he at least cared for Darrell afterwards and he didn't, you know, he didn't, you know, celebrate after winning. Yeah, and he even said that, uh, you know, he's like, you know, I can't even really be that excited because, like, my friend is down there and he's in pain and Darrell gets taken off in a stretcher and that's like... yeah. I know I never want to see people taken off in a stretcher. I'm so like, I don't I don't want to see that. It's, I want people to be able to compete, be able to play, be able to try their hardest. And if they lose, they lose. But I don't want to see people taken off in a stretcher or breaking their fingers or like or like popping out of rib. Like I don't I just don't I just don't need that personally. But I de I definitely appreciated Jordan 
realizing it wasn't the time to celebrate, even if he wanted to. And he he went down and made sure that his friend was okay. So I agree with you. I thought it was nice sportsmanship. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think of like, um, I instantly thought of like when Rogan destroyed Jay in that fireball that. elimination. And he was like talking smack to Jay, who was like on the Locked ground. Up. In like yeah, a, having like a concussion like like <laughs> it was like what are you doing dude like you're over you're probably like 50 pounds heavier than him at least and you're bigger than him and you just smashed him to the ground like and you're gonna smack talk him and tell him to get up and i'll i'll, I'll tackle you again kind of thing i think that this is why i really like all-stars and the vibe it gets because you get these competitors who are more mature and um and and good sportsmen like I'm not going to lie. We've never really seen this side of Jordan all that much, but he hasn't really gone up against a legend like Darrell in, in elimination. I mean, and also it's been some time removed since we last saw Jordan kind of in elimination. And, uh, but he's never been the most like calm, cool, collected. I'm going to just not say anything or yell into the crowd or something. Um, but it was nice to see him give respect where respect was due. And you could just tell that, these competitors have respect for each other they love to compete against one another in a friendly good way wholesome way and that um that they are friends that i think this whole this whole cast is whether they've known each other for years or a couple of days or just known from this season i think they all have a mutual respect for each other and they just really want to compete and see each other do well they all want to win but they all want to see each other like give their all and then if they have to leave, they leave on their own merit kind of thing. Not exactly. Not like this. Now we've spoken a lot about the elimination here between Jordan and um, Darrell, which obviously it was the, I think the headliner event, probably the best or the the biggest matchup. Maybe it, it failed because one I person they wasted it on this barrel roll. And I, I agree with you, but it's such a big matchup, right? So if we talk about maybe not the outcome of it and what was used in the elimination, but just having these two big names go up against each other is probably the biggest um, event we've seen in elimination so far. Would that be accurate? Or would you guys think oh, Yeah, this... absolutely. That, that was definitely yeah. definitely like heavy hitters going at each other. But it just kind of reminds me of what how I felt was a little unfair when, um, when Darrell had to go up against Corey when they had done mm. that same uh, elimination two times before where they literally just had to like inch their way to the edge and they would it would take pure willpower but when Darrell is doing it against Corey who's like 15 years younger than him he's super fast and he needs to just be zip just run there's just tons of slack and so I just felt that like I just don't like when I see injustice to these these competitions. And if I want to see a matchup of Jordan and Darrell, I want to see them at their best and be able to show their best. I, like You can't even see them. They're in a barrel. So, like, all you can do is hear Jordan heckling. And then you see, you know, Darrell in an uncomfortable position. And then you see him roll out of the barrel holding his leg. Like, is that entertainment? Is that what you'd want to pay your big bucks for the main event? Like, I'd be like, refund, like, please, can I have my money back? Kind of like West versus Bananas in Total Madness, where everybody no, was building he- up that moment and it was just finding a battery in the in the wall. It was like, oh, this is it kind of thing. Yeah. Oh. Less skill, yeah. less skill involved and in, in that yeah. and a little bit of luck that you're going to get it at the right time. But yeah, I would love one that really suited both of them. Like, maybe there's, there's two parts of it. Like one person would be pretty good at one part and one person would be really good at another part and to see how well they could excel like against each other. Like I would have really liked to see that matchup in a way better elimination challenge. So 
Yeah, but I, wasn't well, a fan I, of the I definitely agree with it. I would have liked to have seen them go up against each other in the final, to be honest. I mean, especially since they That's were my number too. one and two guys, you know, so I had to lose one of my top two guys here. But um, I wanted to shift a little bit. We haven't spoken about the other elimination at all yet. Beth going up against Kendall. Um, and how shocked were you guys that Beth came in? She kind of redeemed herself here and she was able to beat Kendall. Did you guys think for a second that Kendall had a chance? Because like, uh, I think it was Derek or someone said, Kendall is a scrapper. She is very, you know, I guess timid when it comes to confrontation and making decisions. But we saw in All-Stars 1 that when she gets into the arena, she does put up a fight. And I thought she did try here in the beginning, but ultimately Beth did end up, Hurricane Beth, did end up winning this specific one here. What was your thoughts on this elimination as a whole and also the matchup between the OGs, which was kind of sad because it looked like they kind of aligned together as two OGs that were playing this new school game and there was a, a willingness for them to work together. I mean, I didn't, I wanted to hopefully see Kendall and Kellyanne get like another number and maybe they can shift things in the game. But we saw right away that Beth, quit in her first 20 minutes being uh, on the show again and he wasn't able to complete that um, daily challenge and so I knew that she was going in I knew it was probably going to be Kellyanne or Kendall I was preferring it being Kendall because unfortunately Kendall hasn't been bringing for me what I want to see on the show I think she's a lovely person I think that she's very strong and athletic I do think that it would be really amazing if she and, and Kellyanne could open up their own yoga studio all these things are awesome and I think that she's a great person great cause great mom all that stuff but as a game player i think i've seen enough from her at this point um it just it, it started off with like that bad play in my opinion of giving mj the sabotage it's like why just giving it to jordan it would have been fine and you might have not anyways she doesn't play strategic she, strategic enough for me and at least i knew that beth would most likely take her out because of the weight factor. And at least Beth would bring some drama to shake things up potentially with the treehouse or with John A or with what, whatever. So I was rooting for Beth here, even though I didn't feel it was a fair matchup because of the weight differences, but I wanted Beth to stay. Yeah. This reminded me instantly of gauntlet Two, where it was the reverse tug of war between Beth and Ruthie. And everybody would say hands down that Ruthie is the better competitor. They would root for her. But Beth, because in a reverse tug of war, if you're the bigger person, you're going to win like 9.9 out of 10 times uh, in an elimination like that. And so coming in, seeing what it was, hearing the instructions, I kind of had a feeling that Beth was going to just take this one handily. Like she just had to shift her weight around a bit and, take Kendall for a ride essentially and to what Chantel was saying I wanted Beth to stay for the drama portion at least it felt like Kendall sort of like Darrell wasn't in it this season after like seeing how the game was going Kendall just wasn't in it every confessional was how can these women sleep at night playing a game like this how could they do yes. this and it's like they haven't even done anything like I, I've seen people be way more ruthless like in an online yeah. reality game <laughs> like come on yeah, it's I better coming from eyes. me, not uh, so it's better coming from you guys to say that than me because I'm just the new school fan watching an old school player play, and I'm like, I don't understand this. But 
even you as old school fans didn't like how she approached this game, which no. I agree with because you, you can't sit there and feel sorry for yourself. You've got to have some backbone to you and fight yeah. back, you know? And, and there is a lot of old school players that have done that in the past, right? They have fought against the machine, against the tide when it comes to some of these seasons. And she just doesn't seem to have that. And I know a lot of people last week came into the comment section after our podcast saying that we were maybe a little bit too harsh on Kendall. I just want to be clear. We love Kendall as a person. I think she's a nice person. I think she would be someone we all would want to hang out with after the game, you know, and I think she would be a really nice person. The thing, the problem with the challenge is you need fighters. You need people that are going to go out there and they're going to put their body on the line. And maybe it is like some people have said here, and I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the balance is. Are these old school players that are playing a new school game with the challenges being so much more intense? Is this you know, what they should be playing? Or should we go back to something that more fits that old school style and challenges? It's less physical. There's, there's more like, you know, backyard games and things like that that brought a different fun element into it. Is that kind of what, what they should be doing? Like, what is the answer? But, you know, I think that Kendall really um, expected people to to fall over for her here and it wasn't going to happen. And she wasn't making the connections that, that she wanted to make in this season. But then you look at someone like Veronica, and she is killing it socially. She is right in there with the young girls. Well, she's come back, like, Veronica's come back more soon than Kendall has. So she has understood a little bit more of what the newer seasons are like. And she's always been more of a political player. And what I think was going on with, like, Kendall and maybe even Yes is the fact that when they were originally playing their seasons... It was bad. Like, we were a bad person if you were to have alliances and if you were to play that way. I remember even myself when I was watching the first season of Survivor, I was like, oh, I can't believe that they're having an alliance. That's that's so wrong. I can't believe they're doing that. And, like, I didn't really appreciate people using themselves as as a as a way to be able to get to the end to win using their words using using their alliances their connections to be able to move them further in the game so i think that they might still have that early 2000s mentality where being in an alliance is not a good thing. It just means that you are an untrustly, untrustworthy, unkind person. And it wasn't for me until I think season four that Boston Rob, I was like, oh, wait, this is interesting. Like, he was so he was so strategic about how he was playing the game and it made me start looking at the game differently. So I think they both had to have their aha on strategy moments. Even actually, let's bring in Darrell in there. He needs an aha strategy moment. I think that Nehemiah had his last season, but he might have lost it again. So hopefully he'll go and move over to Wes and Wes can re remind him of like strategy is good in these games because it helps you win. And maybe then they will shift and change their gameplay. Um, but yeah, old school, originally strategy wasn't a focus. And I, I had to have a, a come to Jesus moment here with like, oh, wait, strategy is a good thing. And now that's all I care about. So that's what I think needs to go on for them. Yeah. And I mean, if you look at Kellyanne, just to add this, I mean, Kellyanne was uh, the way she has played the game. She's always been in the minority. She was always in the I have Evelyn and that's just me and Evelyn doing our thing on the ruins on the island. Everybody was always against her. So she's taking it like we got to stop playing nice and we got to play smart. But Kendall's over here in the confessional saying, how can these women sleep at night? How could they play the game like this? And it's she only played one season and the season was just two teams. You're doing your thing. Whereas Kellyanne has been in this position before and 
it's not saying that we don't like Kellyanne or Kendall or the way she plays the game. It's just you get to see what these players can do and if they can modify their games from back in the day to what the the modern version of the challenge is today. And I just don't think Kendall has been able to transition her game to play that way. We still love her. We still like the way she fights. And um, I would like to see her back on, but I would like to see her change the mentality of the game. I would like to see her change the mentality. Only because of where we drafted her. Like, do we really want to see her come back again? You know what I mean? Like, I think I got her on the last other people. Are there other people like Evelyn or other old school players, you know, as it's Susie uh, as well, or other players that we haven't seen that you, that you'd rather see, you'd rather see some of those players, maybe than a Kendall who would put up a fight if they came back. I would. I mean, I would love to, for her to come back and then be on one of y'all's teams. Like that's what I'm, throwing out there. <laughs> I, I, got, I got her like that, that's the question i want to ask right, like is is Darrell and kendall gonna be first round draft picks ever again i don't think well so. i've picked Darrell. i think i've picked Darrell first twice and uh i can't remember who had him first in all all-stars all-star one yeah maybe maybe yourself yeah but uh, i still rate Darrell really highly it just for me i first think round what it comes i like listen we know that there's a bigger break between now and All Stars Four because there's no filming happening for All Stars Four in the near future. There's a lot of other seasons on. being filmed right now, so I feel like by the time Darrell finally comes back, it may be a year, year and a half, two years from now. Who knows? So he's going to come back as a completely different person, and he did say that he will go and train harder. He's going to go do more squads. He's going to work well, on his quad. <laughs> you know, if this quad right. is his only weakness, then yes, I'm not willing to write Darrell off. Yeah, can we also work on his heights and work on his math and work on puzzles as well? Because that's this, these are things that I think that he should work on other than just the body. I think that he we know yeah. that he could physically win a challenge, and even like right now, like even though he lost and you know, due to his quad injury, like we I still believe in him physically. I think that he's still a good physical competitor. I think it's the other elements that are failing him right now because a lot of other people are more well-rounded and it doesn't just take brute strength anymore to win these things and i think he needs to gain some new skills in order for him to be competitive with these people that are much more well-rounded yeah amy's saying she had a dream about Darrell. well definitely Ooh. his wife won't allow you to hypnotize him for sure after you made that comment that's all i'm gonna say you can see my eyes <laughs> lovable nikki say Darrell is good at puzzles you know th- there's a lot i i'm just not willing to write write him off i think Darrell can still come back okay you're he, forced he now good. to pick him first round next time. <laughs> <laughs> look at the mind the mind games are already starting we're not even picking draft picks yet for all-star season four but yeah we'll see what happens like i'm not willing to write him off completely um is there anything that we missed i feel like we've touched on all the main talking points uh, drew you look like you want to talk about something I just want to throw out two quick things. Uh, one, with the interview with what? Uh, yes, yes, uh, yesterday. I wanted to throw out this that he said that Beth was actually sent home, uh, and that she was in the replacement house for a while, and then they just sent her home. She was there for twelve hours, and then they had to call her to get back on a plane wow. and come. So when she actually yeah. showed up, she had landed, swapped clothes, and then went straight to the daily challenge. Wow. So. Just throwing that out there. And then also cool. um, with the preview to next week, I just wanted to see if anybody had a conspiracy theory of what the twist could be in the game. Cause I have one conspiracy theory. 
Um, I haven't thought about it yet, but it seemed like the treehouse is pissed. So I, I, mm. I, I, I haven't thought it through. So let's hear your opinion, and then I'll see if I have one kind of like, woo. Well, I think I think the major thing is what I think is going to happen is because is there's too many people in the authority. I think it's just going to be the whoever comes in first and second for the, the first uh, for the men and the women will make up the authority. So there's only going to be two people safe and can give out a sabotage going forward in the game where there will be more people kind of like up for grabs. So now you have to work with only one other person or you both are going to go directly into the elimination basically. So I think that the treehouse could be pissed that they're not going to be able to like have three to possibly four people and control the vote. If Derek was able to be get in with Veronica, Kayla and Sylvia. So I think that could be possibly a twist. And I want to know what these daggone stars mean. We're getting to the fifth episode and we have not heard anything about these stupid stars. So I want to know what yeah. the stars are. <laughs> but that's what my thought process is with uh, it turning to a power couple. Because it's just unsustainable to have six people in the authority over and over and over again as we dwindle down. Because by episode eight, if we still had six people in the authority, you would the, just two people would go straight in because six yeah. people would be safe. So, Do you think that they're going to make people be working in pairs from this point on and like a pair would be safe? I hope and... not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think I'll, though, I'll like, like why well, I, I don't I don't I think your 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 thought is a good a good one. I thought that getting when the numbers getting so small that having so many people safe was just it was getting to be too much. And so I don't know if they were planning on do that from the beginning, but if that's some a change that they're making on the fly, either way, I think it's better to have more people up and available to have to go down and defend their spot in the game. Yeah. My other my other thought process, and I don't know if this could be true, but I'm hoping that it stays last place goes directly into the elimination mm-hmm. and then the two people get to choose somebody to go up against them. Or could we see what happened in like All Stars One, where it's like the two people get to vote in two people and then those people get to call out whoever they want kind of thing. Like, like when they go down into the arena, they could they yeah, call so, down who they want. Yeah. So the, the number one, two people could be like, I want to put up Derek and Ronnie. And then when they get down there, then TJ says, who do you guys want to go up against tonight? I love that. Sorry. <laughs> I like that idea. I, like I, that I love idea that. Well. So like, if you're not in the authority, you're not safe. That, that one's actually, that's, that's great. So, I've always liked the yeah. call outs. I've always liked it when you can well, pull someone like down. You can't hide. Away. You can't hide yeah. by your, behind your alliance when you get called down like that. So. Kellyanne to go down there week after week, calling each of the witch house down and taking them out. Revengeful Kendall Great. for the rest good. of the season. Um, I did want to say here, I don't know if we want to jump into this too much because we still need to go through the points, which we'll do as we close off this podcast. But um, Lovable Nikki bringing up John and MJ's affair revealed. Uh, we had a little bit of a snippet there um, of that being discussed. So I feel like next week, and just who be brings it up? It. Beth. Good. She's just a blabbermouth. Like, yeah. <laughs> mind your own business, Beth. But I mean, you know, that's what, what she's here for. Is she going to be sleeping on her own now? She was in the yeah. room with both Darrell and Kendall, so she's got no one else there. I think she. Yes. I think Kellyanne is also in that room because I think Kellyanne was sleeping next to Kendall. I believe. Oh, because she said that she was joining a room with Darrell and Kendall, um, but maybe she just didn't say Kellyanne's name. Yeah, I think there was another one in there. Also, it was really funny because apparently, yes, was saying that Brad was trying to get into the treehouse room. At one point, <laughs> because he hated the room that he was in, which was with uh, with uh, with 
uh, Nehemiah and Yes. And he said that the room was too, uh, Brad complained that the room was too hot. So he wanted to go up into the treehouse. And apparently he had to like campaign for four days and needed like three recommendations, a trial period. <laughs> we Jim, better be seeing that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy was like, oh, he needs oh. A, a lot of referrals. Derek was calling up Yes at one point to be like, does Brad fart in his sleep? Does he snore? And Yes was like, I can vouch for him. He's fine. He's a good guy. Like, <laughs> never did get in he said the, the uh, house was too was too locked in that's <laughs> funny uh, though why, why did they show that it would have been really <laughs> funny all right let's move into the point system here guys this is the meat and potatoes of what we're doing here this season um i'm gonna go over to drew because he's the mathematician he's the one who put this together drew talk us through the points here and uh what is happening currently on our draft picks I mean, ha I'm happy to say that we're all in the triple digits, luckily. Uh, really? <laughs> so let's go into the third place team, uh, which is Chris. He went up like, you went up like almost 50 points this past week's episode. Despite losing Darrell, who had like 10 confessionals this past week. Uh, and also Jordan had a lot more confessionals because he was going into the elimination. And the Nia but, stuff. Uh, and the Nia stuff. Uh, right now, your current place uh your current point total guy is jordan he he has the most points with 29 points which is really really good uh but right now you're at 129 points in third place in second place is team Chantel, uh and you have 157.5 points the way i settled these finishings whereas that we don't know oh, who got second or third place so I gave everybody what the middle portion of the average of second place and third place points, which would have been three and a half. So everybody who made it into the the authority that didn't gotcha. win win will get a point five at the end of certain points. But you have the highest point score right now in this uh, game, and that is Veronica at thirty and a half points, which wow. is rather incredible brad is your second place getter with 20 and that's mainly because of daily wins he's not getting a lot of confessionals but uh and then beth this episode alone got you 14 points uh, <laughs> that's great really, beth. <laughs> really strong at getting those 14 did kendall points. get me any points this episode <laughs> even even dqing uh getting that negative one point she got you 14 points okay, and wow. i gave you an argument with veronica so you got veronica and beth arguing in the joint confessional because that was that was a mess, <laughs> and I uh, got I am in first place. I'm in first place with 179.5 points, uh, going up 43 and a half points this episode. My number one point getter is John A with 29 and a half points. She's been getting more confessionals uh, right get now. Get her out of here next week. Let's go. <laughs> Maybe um, I have to hurt Drew. I think I have five. I think I have five players, five or six players in 20 points uh, that all have 20 points. So I'm spreading around the wealth on my uh, on my team right now. But um, yeah, it's still pretty kind of close at the moment. I mean, Chantel's only 22 points behind me. And then Chris is only like 20, 28 points behind Chantel. So, I mean, you never know. You never know I what could happen. It still could work. Three little players left. Uh, you still got. I've. I've need to or add. Three. I need to add Beth four. to this list as well. I don't have Beth on here, so you've got an additional person there, and then you've lost Kendall, so you have four. So I've got four. You've got four, and Drew, 
You've pretty much got your whole. Oh, have Nehemiah. you lost someone? I forgot yet? about Nehemiah. Whew. No. Okay. You haven't lost someone yet. Wow. No. Geez, like this is a blowout. Like this is worse than last season. I feel like when we did All Stars. I 2 mean, I moment. think that like like on. I have to say, like I really got super unlucky though. You know, I mean, I would have lost one person no matter what, but like to have to lose a second person. I don't know. I just feel like I feel, I feel like I have an unlucky team right now. It's really scary. I feel me. like you're. I feel like your men, both Nehemiah and Brad, are gonna do well. Like I feel. There's still a lot of runway for them to play in. Uh, Jordan obviously will bring fear back to people now, taking out someone like Darrell, so maybe they don't target him immediately afterwards. Yes, you've got to feel like yes is seeing an elimination at some point, just as someone that's not been down there. They're going to want to throw him in. And then Kellyanne is already a target of a lot of people in the treehouse, so that makes me afraid for Kellyanne. Um, Naya is starting to come out of her shell, but she's very attached to Jordan, so I don't know where she's going to go. Uh, but there's so many people still in uh, Drew's team. Like, we keep seeing confessionals from Ronnie. Like, when is Ronnie going to go? And she's part of the treehouse as well, but is she really part of the treehouse? When they start looking inwardly at that alliance, will she be someone that they would be willing to sacrifice within that alliance, is my sort of thinking around that. And then MJ, I think MJ is not making this final. I'll, I'll, I'll make a bold call. I think Ronnie and MJ, probably your two people in your team, that I think is the biggest chance of getting targeted in the near future. Um, and I will say this, because we haven't spoken about this person at all, but she has impressed me. I was very annoyed with her first episode for not making a choice. Sylvia is impressing me at this point. Like even this episode, even yes, her she performance was performance in the daily. I was freaking out. Didn't Sorry. bother me. She, she still did it. She did it. And, and, and I've got respect for the fact that she got up there and she did it. I think she's playing her and Kayla, are, but it's annoying to see, two really young players come in here and dominate the game because I agree with you guys, even as a newer school fan, like this is supposed to be for the older school players to come in and play, but you can't blame them for playing a good game. They're out there to win the money. They have to play a good game. And I think strategically they're both sitting pretty at this point. Kayla has well, probably been the shock. It's easy to be strategic when you have power, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think Kayla's the shock of the season for me. Like, she's come in and, like, I, I did not rate her personally all that high before she came back this season, and she's been doing extremely well at this point. So, Drew, any final thoughts on your team? Uh, just hoping I can keep going strong. I mean, I have this, like, weird, uncanny ability to pick long-lasting players <laughs> and teams that can go far, but I have a feeling that I... To me, I'm rooting against MJ. I couldn't stand him this episode. I couldn't stand him last episode. His little yeah, 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 or whatever that he did, that he does, that little country call that he does. Mm -hmm. I can't stand it. I want him <laughs> out of here. Like he, he's like so cocky for just standing still on a plank. But when he was dying, getting buried in mud, uh, he was like looked so pathetic. So I'm just like, I, I'm so tired of you, dude. Like I want you off my team so bad. <laughs> So Danny is saying, I wish Kayla would stop with the older people jokes. It's rude and tacky, very mean girl energy. And I, I do agree with that. I think that her comments about Beth was unnecessary this episode. Um, and I know that you guys would probably agree with that as well. A hundred percent. I yeah. can't remember what she said though. I was trying to remember. She said, oh, was she it the said party? That, no, she said Beth, she said Beth played in the real world, right? Oh yeah. Was, was, I haven't seen her season in the real world. It was in the nineties. I was born in the nineties. was probably a baby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was it's like, 
every episode you can guarantee at least one jab like the mark was in the 70s so i can ask mark what it was like in the 70s type of thing it's like all right we get it you're young and then the first one was enough. the eyesight for the for the puzzle yeah yeah it's just like, everybody was it. young at some point it's not that's what i was okay. saying before when i was talking about this it's like i used to be the youngest person all the time and i thought it was so cool because i was always hanging out with all these older people and now i'm the older person and i'm like ugh, crack like i want to be the young person again but uh, i don't yeah. know if i want to hang out with people that are now we're the old people that say time comes for you all kids time <laughs> comes for you all <laughs> can we say her jokes are getting old like dad yeah <laughs> i just wanted to acknowledge um before we finish off here that someone in the chat asked if we saw the season 38 rumored cast yes we did see it uh drew may have dropped a bombshell on us prior to coming live here about some rumors that are out there um we will come together as a trial to talk about our thoughts on the cast sadly we can't make it happen this weekend we probably will talk about that off air and let you guys know as soon as we can but we will address that in a separate because i think that warrants its own podcast completely just to talk about the cast so we will go into that um in the very near future but if you're like really really desperate for some content on that i think Drew, you may have already dropped some stuff (laughs) on season 38 um and this is also your opportunity to talk about whatever is happening on your channel for the rest of the week do you want to plug some some things you've worked on and some content that's coming out uh, I do stuff like every single day. Uh, I think today was like the first time I didn't do anything in a while. Uh, oh, but I have wow. the power rankings coming out tomorrow, Saturday uh, mornings. And then I have endurance coming out on Sundays, a clip. I think I'm going to do Beth and Tanya in Inferno 2 after talking about it today. Uh, so I'm going to do a clip on Monday. And then Tuesday is a podcast. It's either the scared gameplay or if it's actually, if I can see some confirmations of what happened with the Challenge 38 <laughs> that I saw prior to coming on here, I'll do another follow-up to what's going on on the Challenge 38. Uh, then review and recap on Wednesday for All-Stars, t- Tiny Table Talk on uh, All-Stars 3 on Thursdays, and then Friday will be a random challenge video. And if I don't do the scared gameplay on Tuesday, I'll be putting that out on Friday. If not, if uh, I do the scared gameplay on Tuesday, then it'll be some random uh, challenge video that I'll normally be doing on Fridays. So I'm looking forward to that. Go check that out on the Angel Cake Entertainment channel here on YouTube and go and subscribe and like all of Drew's content. Uh, we're going to go over to Chantal here on the Reality Realness with 3S's channel where we've also been streaming this whole episode. Uh, Chantal, what is happening on your channel over the next week and what have you been working on recently? I mean, things are pretty chill right now. Um, I've been <laughs> spending the, the last six weeks really engrossed in the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial. I didn't cover any of it on my channel, but I watched almost every single hour of that trial. And also Emily D. Baker. I watched her commentary. I watched The Lawyer You Know. I watched Popcorn Planet a little bit. I watched like Colonel, like so many people. So I spent a lot of my extra time in that trial and it ended it today. So it's, it's in the hands of the jury. So I don't have like 10 hours every day that I'm dedicating to that trial. So I have some free time. So I'm going to probably figure out some more new content. Maybe I'll do like a watch party for some different shows. I'm not sure yet. But Monday, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I generally do um, a watch party with Sarah from Nerdtainment on her channel on Twitch. And so that's the Sarah Atwood. And we've been watching Big Brother Australia. So that's been a pretty fun one to be watching together. 
Wednesdays, myself and Michelle, usually at 10 p.m. Eastern, we talk about the most recent episode of the Challenge All-Stars. And yeah, everything else is done. Then I come back with you guys on Friday. So right now, calm before the storm. But I know that things are going to really ramp up soon because the Bachelorette's going to be starting. All the Love Islands are going to be starting. The Challenge is going to be starting. Big Brother's going to be starting. So I think I have about a month of just like chill. And then I will have a lot to do. So yeah you shouldn't have told me that chantelle i'll rope you in i've got plans for like one or two off-season things i want to sure. do in any case and we can if i don't have to plan it, it like i'll come on anytime you know like yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Now we'll definitely, I think we'll we'll talk. There'll be some things. And also, if you well, like I... us as a trio, check out all three of our channels. Obviously, this is the Nullify Take channel as well. Please go and have a look at that and subscribe. I am going to be back live in less than 30 minutes now to talk about Survivor 42, the finale episode. And then myself, Drew and Chantel, we yet to have to determine what, what day we're going to come together. But we're going to do a retrospective of Survivor 42 as a whole and talk about that as well. So there will be a bit more content dropping from us and then as i've mentioned we will at some point talk about the challenge 38 as well i'm also looking forward to the next couple of weeks there will be off-season content i want to jump into some wider topics it's uh, i love doing recaps but sometimes you want to talk about like for instance survivor survivor as a whole there's a few wide topics i want to talk about in the off-season so i think there's a few things that we might see both drew and chantel at different points jump on for a, a podcast or a recap and i've also got some great guests lined up that i'm really excited about potentially bringing into the nullify take channel to have a chat about this we're also moving into to Survivor International season again with Survivors of Africa just yesterday released. They'll be doing four episodes per week moving forward. Like, yeah. So it's going to be intense. It's going to be intense. When does that um, start again? I know I, know I Beginning I of July. It. Okay. Yeah, beginning of July. So, so for anybody that has never watched Survivors South Africa or don't know how to get those episodes, they, I think they do air them on Paramount Plus, but if they're not on Paramount Plus, just hit me up on socials. I will put you in the right direction. Uh, it is going to be an all-star season, though, so there may be some players in this season that you won't know, but I think it will be a good season regardless. Chantelle, you're someone that watched Survivor South Africa quite recently. Was Immunity Island the first one that you watched? Well, I remember I, I did a little interview with Rob Bentelli, so I did a speed watch of his season. And so yes. um, those two seasons I've watched, and I might have watched little bits and pieces of other seasons, but beforehand it was a little bit harder to find the full season. So I might have seen the first couple of episodes of like a season, and then I couldn't find a link for the rest of it. So I would have to do a major rewatch of some of the seasons. So if you know what the, who the cast is, and you can tell me which seasons to watch, I could maybe watch yeah. one or two seasons before that starts. So let me know. Yeah, so so you've watched Island of Secrets. You probably need to watch Philippines and you What numbers are these? Six. So so I think okay. I think Philippines is the only one. Then there's one guy from prior to that um season, but you'll know like 19 of the 20 players if you watch Philippines as well as cool. Immunity Island. So I think you'll be fine. But yeah, I think it's a it's a great concept, it's a great show. Uh they have a bit of an old school slash new school feel to them and the way that they edit it. So that's all gonna be happening here on the Nullify Take channel. As always, guys everybody on the live stream we thank you so much for participating in the conversation asking questions letting what us know when we're right when i we're mean wrong. with the the durrell's vote did you did it change oh, or is it yes. still... Let me have a sorry look. i just wanted to before we i knew you were about to sign us off i just wanted to know i need yeah, to know what happened in the poll 
<laughs> Thank you for reminding me. So it did move slightly um, in a different direction. So we were at 80% previously when I mentioned it. We're now sitting at 71% of people saying he should not quit and 29% of people saying he should leave now and not tarnish no. his legacy. So um, I think most people want to see more of Darrell, but I also think that, you know, I didn't put in the poll here, should he take a break and then come back refreshed? And I'm sure most people would say, yes, let him have a bit of a break, which he's going to have in, in any case, because like we said, All-Stars 4 is not being filmed right now. In fact, there's a lot of things happening on the international scene that we can't discuss about openly, but I know that people are casting. There's casts already forming for the international seasons, and they're probably going to be filming, I would say, very soon. So the more interesting thing is, how do they actually film the challenge you know, uh, 38 and some of these international shows at the same time, can TJ be in two places at the same time? Is he going to have a private jet and is he going to be jetting in and between? Like where, where's 38 rumored to be filmed? Argentina. Oh, it is. oh right okay. Time. Well that, well, there we go. So it's probably, he's probably going to be doing both at the same time. They'll, he'll probably, that's going to be, that's a lot of work for TJ, man. Like I hope he's getting paid yeah. well for this. He must be. He's been on Cribs a couple of times. Like he, he must make some bank. You know, probably wow. a million bucks. You will know, Argentina become? Will Argentina become the Fiji that uh, <laughs> the Fiji for Survivor? Like where they just keep filming these shows back to back to back to back in Argentina or, because they've or maybe got a good each year going? it'll be a new place. So like maybe for you know 2022, all the seasons that are going to be shot will be in Argentina. But then maybe for 39 and All Stars four and I guess um uk australia and argentina whatever two season two it'll be in another location so maybe wow or maybe they'll just yeah. stay in argentina and they figure it out there oh well we'll talk about this next week for sure <laughs> if we can get an opportunity to you know get pencil some time and to talk about 38 as a whole guys thank you so much catch you next week bye